Thanks for listening to this week's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. My favorite shows are ones where we can highlight the success of military job seekers. Insight from someone who has successfully made it through their military transition and into a career that they love can be both informative and inspiring to someone who is about to transition. Today, I'm speaking to Martin Cordery, a Marine Corps veteran who now works with Faith Technologies. Martin faced a lot of the same uncertainty and anxiety that many service members face when leaving the military, but he is now happily employed by Faith Technologies in Atlanta, Georgia. In this episode, we'll talk about Martin's transition from the military, lessons learned, as well as his current career. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating. If you're a veteran like Martin who has found a great career and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to feature it on our show. Please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Martin. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Hi. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. This podcast serves as a resource for former and transitioning service members, and I personally think that the best episodes are ones that we can feature success stories. And Mike Wood, our Southeast Recruiting Manager, spoke very highly of you. So I'm excited to speak with you today. Yeah, I am too. And my, my experience with Orion was uh, was very positive. And, and Mike Mike in particular was a, was a big part of that stuff. So I'm happy to help out and I'm, I'm happy to, to pay it forward uh, what I've gotten from other veterans. Awesome. So before we get started and talk about, you know, the exciting things you're doing now with your new career, I want to hear a little bit about your background. So can you talk a little bit about um, your education and then your military career? Sure. Yeah. So I I actually started my military career uh, right after high school. Um, Like many young people, didn't really have a sort of a vision of what what my future held. So I I, uh, I always thought about serving my country. And so I decided to join the Marines. Uh, I spent 22 years in the Marines, and over that over that period, I I uh, was able to uh, apply for a program and earned a, a degree at the Citadel um, down in Charleston, South Carolina. And then uh, over the following a commission and a successful career as a as a as an officer, sometime in there, I, I earned a, a master's in in uh, in management, really with an eye towards transitioning uh, as soon as I could after 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 20 years. Uh, I spent most of my time as a communications officer, uh, so doing IT networks. But that really, where I think Orion's biggest value for me came in was um, I wasn't really interested in doing IT after the military. It was something I had enjoyed in the military, but I had always thought about doing something much more broader business-wise. I was looking for someone to help me not only conduct the transition out of the military into the private sector, but also helped me conduct a transition from uh, really one career field to a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that I think a lot of veterans struggle with is um, when they're leaving the service, whether it's something that they did in the military they don't think would be applicable to something in the civilian sector, or in your case, you just want to do something different. So based on that, what were some of the main drivers in your career search? Um, so <clears throat> this was, uh, this was a, this was a question it spent, I probably spent two years trying to figure this out. Um, and you know, Mike was, uh, Mike and Orion were helpful from a perspective towards the end of that, that period. Um, 
I think the, the biggest thing was I wanted to make sure that I joined a company um, where I'd have an, an opportunity to make an immediate difference. Um, I was concerned about, so I was concerned a little bit about job size or rather company size, um, you know, sort of not too big, not too small. Um, and <clears throat> I wanted an opportunity to, to break into a field focused on process improvement or, or helping people get better at things, you know, something where I could leverage, um, leadership, uh, coaching, uh, focus on process. Those were all things that I, that were very difficult. You know, as I, as I looked around a lot of opportunity for it, big market for it, but also not something that's super easy to get into, um, on your own. Um, and so that's, so, so I'd say that the big, the biggest drivers were really, um, that, that process improvement, leadership, coaching, uh, finding the right company and finding a place I was going to make a difference immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so now when did you, I guess, when and how did you connect with Orion? Was it pretty early on in your transition or had you tried to find some opportunities on your own? Um, I was sort of, I think like many veterans, I was doing everything. Um, all of the above. Um, initially, it, it ended up being a bit of a, um, uh, you know, quantity over quality type thing approach. I just did everything I could um, in order to try. One part of the process was really trying to understand who I was and who I wanted to be in my future life. Uh, but the other part was just, you know, the normal anxiety that goes along with transition and trying to understand. Uh, you know, I got a family, I've got children, I've got to feed, I've got to feed them, and I got to pay bills, so I need to figure out. You know, at some point, you know, I had, I think in, in some point in the back of my head, I had this, this idea that it would just be okay if I just had a job and they were just willing to pay me money. And I now know that that's, that's not really, uh, I wouldn't have been okay with that. And so, you know, I, after probably, uh, I think I probably started my transition really planning about 18 months out. And I think about the 12 month period is when I first contacted Orion, uh, Mike gave me some, some you know, some resources and some advice and then really said, Hey, look, when you're at the six month mark, give me a call. I did that. And, and Mike, from that point on, from the six month mark in Mike invested in me, spent some time talking about, um, the kinds of things I need to be looking at, the kinds of things I need to be thinking about. And then he started, you know, uh, <clears throat> offering me an opportunity to work with Orion. So it wasn't what I, what I really liked about Mike's approach was it, it you know, it was obviously he had an interest in, in wanting to in help Orion be successful, but I felt he was as interested in helping me be successful as, as anything. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I'm sure that's a good feeling for you. Like you mentioned, there's all that anxiety about, you know, how am I going to make this work? I just need to find something. I have a family to take care of. I'm sure that a lot of service members can, that resonates with them because you do get to a point where, like you said, you just want a job that's going to pay you. So is that maybe some advice that you would have for someone who's transitioning, just, you know, be patient, consider your options. Don't rush into anything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the first bit of advice I'd have with somebody is, is plan it, plan it early. Um, you know, life, life has a way of just happening. Um, but as you, as you start to think about transitioning out of the military, it is a big step and, you know, 18 to 24 months out, you know, there ought to be an emergency fund or there ought to be some kind of transition um, you know, a financial resource that you start mm-hmm. to grow that, that gives you that, that was something that, 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 you know, my wife and I sat down and talked about 24, even 36 months out. And, you know, 
this is in addition to any other savings or investments we had. We said, we're going to set aside this amount of money. We know exactly how long this is going to last us. So we can, so I could be patient. I could be picky and I could make sure that when I, when I, when I made the transition, I was going to land on my feet with a company that I enjoyed that I, where I, somewhere I wanted to be. Um, and I, and I realized not everybody, not everybody, not everybody had that luxury. Uh, some just based on, you know, life circumstances and you, know, you just sometimes things get away from you and you know emergencies happen and you, you know you, you don't have the resources other folks uh maybe maybe they don't plan quite as head quite quite as far ahead because they don't know what to expect um mm -hmm. so yeah, my, my biggest my biggest my biggest piece of advice is really that is the planning ahead set up yourself set yourself up with a financial resource to give you the flexibility to make those picky decisions as you as you um you know you suggested yeah, I think that's great advice. I understand that you attended one of our hiring conferences before you found your career. So can you talk a little bit about your experience there? Sure. Uh, yeah, I actually it was a last minute decision. <clears throat> I'd been talking with Mike and he he had um, he'd given me some uh, uh, some opportunities for jobs, um, some I guess the, the job descriptions. <clears throat> I read through them. And there were a couple that were actually pretty interesting. So. I was in San Diego. I, I was finishing my career in San Diego on the West Coast, but my interest was living in the Southeast. And so, uh, talk, you know, that not only was that, not only is transition difficult, it's actually even more difficult when you're trying to do it from 2,500 miles away. And, you know, Mike had showed me the job descriptions and I thought, you know, about whether or not to attend the conference. And I, I looked at plane tickets and I said, you know, geez, it's going to be 1,500 bucks. You know, then I'm going to have mm -hmm. to pay for hotel. Um, most of the guys I know in the Southeast probably drive or they, you know, take a very short plane ride. My point of sharing that stuff about the cost of the, um, uh, of the plane ticket and the rest is that if I had to do it all over again, I would pay double for a plane ticket and <laughs> double for a hotel for the opportunities that I, that I got at, 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 at the conference, you know, the, the <clears throat> immediately I was introduced to folks who, were interested in in me and they weren't interested they were interested in me because of who i am but they were also interested in me interested in me because of because of the value they saw from my military experience that that again goes back to that sort of anxiety that that i think many veterans feel about where do i fit where am i gonna fit and so being able to be part of a conference where you're immediately accepted for all of the things you know you you, you bring uh, is, is a very positive feeling and it really helps with confidence. Uh, the second part is, you know, Orion does a, 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 a just a great job. And Mike did a phenomenal job of, of helping me prepare. It wasn't just giving me a job description and saying, okay, man, you know, a little, a little pat on the back. Hey, good luck in there. It was, you know, Hey, how do you read a job description? <clears throat> what are the things that are important? What things are in your, are in your background? Or uh, you know, on your resume, you think that might that might sort of highlight some of the things they're looking for. So the, uh, the I think the morning session we spent with the prospective employers talking through what they were looking for, and then you know that afternoon Mike spent time with with uh, I happen to be in Mike Woods' group, so we spent time talking through different experiences and the the way um, you know the way you prepare to speak in interviews. Uh, is very different than than the way uh, the way I was used to communicating 
in in military circles where it's <clears throat> you know it's much more direct um maybe it's it's slightly less direct or maybe it's just slightly more um uh, uh, uh informal communication and so i think that the, the the preparation for communication style um i think the the preparation for um how to translate uh, military experience into uh, into portable skills that are meaningful to 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 civilian employers was it was a huge deal and the the coolest part about it is that you know during that group discussion i get to i got to hear not only my you know my own thoughts uh, and then get feedback from the group but i got to hear the the group's thoughts and what they were going through and and, and was allowed to offer feedback or just listen and learn from what they were going through, which I thought was a, uh, a very positive experience. Uh, and then really that all, that all led to that, that, that second day when we did um, uh, the actual interviews themselves. And, and, and it was uh, set up with, I thought that the, the, the very, the fixed 30 minute timeline or whatever it was, I think it was 30 minutes, the fixed 30 minutes ended up being perfect. Um, you know, a little bit of a break in between, uh, but, but just, I, I thought the setup was very, very organized and, and very good. Well, that's awesome. That's really good feedback. And, you know, I would think that a hiring conference, um, you know, it's kind of like what you had mentioned before, where you're going in and you're interviewing, you're trying to figure out where would I fit within this company? How do the qualifications and all of the skills and things I've learned in the military, how do those things make me a good fit? for this position, I would think one thing that would be a little bit more um, validating is that the companies that are coming to these conferences have already committed to hiring military veterans. You know that they want to, you know that they're interested in your background and they value the skills that you bring to the table. So it's a little bit different if you're attending a conference like this versus if you were just looking for a job on your own and happen to go you know, to the company for an interview you might have a little bit more um, you might be a little bit more uneasy doing that because you're not really sure if they are going to understand or even really value your background so i i think probably going to a conference like that puts you at ease a little bit yeah no question about that um in fact you know i i i had uh, you know as we mentioned earlier in the, the interview i i had i had done uh some of my own homework and i applied for some of my own jobs and um, there were a couple of couple of times I got past the initial stage where I could talk to someone, uh, but oftentimes my resume would be looked at, even though I had tailored it specifically to get away from uh, military jargon. The, the fact is, you can't get away from the fact that you you work for the military. I mean, the, the, the employer is the military. You, you can't get away from that. And that is that I found that. Um, maybe it seemed difficult for prospective employers to, to wrap their head around how I was going to, how I was going to bring my skill set into their company. And I heard, well, you know, we, we, we really like your resume, but it turns out you don't have any banking experience. Okay. We really like your resume, but it turns out you don't have any business. You don't have any, any experience in the business sector, or you don't have any, any experience in the commercial sector. Well, all of that's, while all of that was true, um, I was confident that given the opportunity, I would be able to make a difference. So there's no question, 100%, that 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 being able to work with companies that had already committed to uh, to hiring a veteran and understood what that meant, uh, not only did it in a, in, a, in a silly way because I'm going to a, a hiring guys, it gave me a leg up, right? Which is mm -hmm. which is 
we all need. But also it gave me the confidence to just be myself and and really focus on the things that I was good at. Yeah, that's really good to hear. So as you worked through the transition process, was there anything that was different than the expectations you had before you began? Yeah, this is a good question. It's something I've, I, I have thought about. Um, and the, the sort of the funny thing is um, all of it was different because I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that um, one of the things, one of my expectations was that as I applied for jobs, um, I more of the applications I submitted and more of the work that I would have done, I would have expected more of that to get through the, that initial gate, the initial gatekeeper of these companies. I, I, I really thought I was competitive. In fact, I am competitive. Um, but I really thought that I was that was going to translate or at least resonate with somebody. And what I found mm -hmm. is I was, I was amazed at how few um, how few organizations I think at one point I had I think I had calculated that I had submitted. Oh, I don't know, like 60, 60 different resumes, you know, and I I followed the mm -hmm. process of, you know, building targeted resumes and stuff and um, I was amazed at how few callbacks I got. Um, and so I think that was one of my biggest, one of the biggest things that I guess I sort of expected there would be more callback and there would be more of an opportunity for me to sell myself. And that, that, that part never really sort of materialized until it really, until I started working with Orion. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the benefits of working with Orion or a military recruiting firm is that you know, like you said, you can spend hours and hours and hours creating resumes that are tailored to each position that you're applying for. But at the end of the day, if you're submitting your resume online or maybe to someone who's not necessarily the person that has the hiring authority within the organization, you're really not going to get anywhere. And so, you know, working with a recruiter, they're kind of going to play matchmaker with you and the company and just set you up with the person who is the right person for you to talk to again, you know that they're committed to hiring military veterans. So you're kind of cutting out some of the guesswork and it's just really a better match for the company and for the military job seeker. Yeah. Yeah. I would even say too, the other, the other parts are, are pay and location, you know, and this is something that, you know, that Mike talked to me about early on about, you know, money and money and money and where do you want to live type thing. And, um, mm -hmm. I was originally fairly restrictive, um, Certainly, I was more restrictive on location than I was pay. Um, you know, I found a lot of veterans and a lot of my peers who were transitioning at the same time. They had, they they had either, you know, nailed down exactly where they were going to be, or they had said they're they're not going anywhere for unless they get X amount of dollars. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, those folks, while um, while I'm I'm sure it can be done. I'm sure that you can find the perfect job, but not everybody. Um, th those, I, th I think those perfect jobs, whatever we think those perfect jobs are, um, <clears throat> they're not the kind of thing you find off right off the bat. And I think, you know, Mike, Mike explained to me and really helped me understand that, you know, if I was going to do a job, I needed to be, uh, I needed to be all in, I needed to feel good about what I was doing. Uh, and I didn't want to just, I didn't want to just be too, be too restrictive. The other part about the pay pieces 
and and I will say that the 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 pay that 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 was a part of most of the jobs by by Orion. I thought, I thought was very competitive. But there are some folks who have a higher they have a they have a higher expectation. And I think that, you know, when you when you start looking for a job at very high pay, you you, you really, you almost get yourself in a position where it's more difficult to develop. And I found that that that, you know, moving into the role that I did with Faith initially, it really gave me an opportunity to grow and figure out who I was going to be in the company. And it's given me, I think, an opportunity to really to uh, grow much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to hear. So we've talked a lot about your past and, um, you know, your military background, your transition. So as you mentioned, you now work for Faith Technologies. So I do want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, what role were you initially hired into with Faith Technologies? So I was originally hired into the in the productivity specialist role. Um, doing essentially process improvement uh, in the southeast, you know, working with uh, Faith is a uh, an electrical engineering firm. Uh, they do everything from electrical installs in high rise, um, high rise apartments uh, or condos, uh, to uh, working with you know large clients on 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 uh, you know hundred million dollar data centers. So there there's a <clears throat> a wide range of of opportunity. Uh, my fo- my focus was really process improvement uh, within uh, focused on field employees and focused on process uh, between office and the field. And in within three months of joining the company, I was offered an opportunity to move up to um, to a productivity manager role, essentially managing much of the program for the company. Uh, you know, and 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 really building the future for the program for the company, which is uh, which was pretty unexpected um, and uh, just a just a great opportunity but uh, but uh, uh, something that uh, that I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to and, I, and I've you know it's it's nice to find a company that I can actually grow with yeah that's really great so you mentioned that you were a you got promoted to be um, productivity manager after three months and I think you're coming up on a year there right I am yep <clears throat> I, uh, it'll be uh, okay. June June this year will be a year. Yep. Awesome. So is that the role that you're in currently and how is, is it going well? Yeah, it's going very well. Um, the, the, the position is going very well and it, it, and you know, I, I, I can say with certainty that I'm being groomed. Um, and I've been told, you know, that I'm being groomed for something, for something bigger, mm-hmm. which is uh, again, one of those, one of those points that, you know, I really, you know, you know, I've got to drive home about the uh, about the opportunity to work with with Orion. It's it's not just about finding the job; it's about working with a recruiter and Mike helping me sort of helping me work through what I wanted and and matching me with a company where I was going to be successful. And I think that's 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 showing up now. I mean, that's that mm-hmm. all of that help I got from Mike. That's that's showing up in um, the opportunity. Opportunities I'm being given, it's showing up in opportunities I know that are going are to be in my future somewhere years down the line. So, um, yeah, I, 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 all good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. So, in your new role, you've got a lot of influence, obviously, and a lot of responsibility. So, are you now in a position that you have the ability to hire new employees? <clears throat> so I, so I, I, I am, and I was. Um, so I, I, I have hired uh, I've hired two employees uh, since I since I've been in this role. Uh, one 
I hired in Kansas City out of uh, out of uh, out of a referral from from a, from a friend. Uh, and the second employee I actually hired through Orion. Um, I came back. I knew what I was looking for. Um, I knew exactly what I was looking for, and I knew that um, a veteran would be the right the right fit. And so I came back to Orion and actually attended the the January 2018 conference. And I found a, I found a guy there who um, we brought on board March 5th. And he's been with the company now um, about just a little under three weeks, and he is doing. He's already already making a difference, which is amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm sure going to that conference was kind of like a full circle moment for you because you weren't you were in that position not too long ago. It it yeah it was it was not only uh, a very cool experience for me. Uh, almost surreal in a way. Um, it was very satisfying from from a perspective of being able to help out another veteran so soon after my own transition. Um, but I also felt like it was it was good for it was good for faith and it was also good for Orion to have a to have to have someone come back and who's who's who got hired into a role has moved up so quickly, um, and 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 has the ability now to hire other veterans. It, I think it demonstrates not only the value that Orion brings, it demonstrates, you know, the company, the company I work for faith about how, um, uh, about how, how focused we are on rewarding folks who work hard and do the right thing. And, um, so it's, it was, it was a great opportunity. Yeah, I agree. That's really cool. Um, so now that you're, you've been at faith for a little while, you've talked about a lot of things that I think could answer the question on this, but I want to know what's the most rewarding thing about your career so far? Um, I think it's that um, that each day I come to work, I feel like I'm going to make a difference. Um, and, I, and I think that while I was in the military, um, and I spent a lot of years in the military, and 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 there there is not a day that goes by that I don't think that I made a big difference in the military in the lives of the Marines that I led. Um, but the difference that I'm able to make now is on a different scale than than what I than what I really think I could do. I mean, it's it's more than just look taking care of my taking care of my employees or developing a plan for the next six months. I'm I'm now involved in being able to really chart a course for the program I'm a part of, um, that is going to, that, you know, that's going to, that's going to continue to help grow the company. That's going to offer more opportunities, uh, to my team to offer more opportunities, hopefully to, to folks we can bring into the company, whether they be veterans or not. And, and, um, I think that that's probably the most satisfying part is the feeling that I'm, 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 I'm able to make a difference and you're rewarded for the, for the effort you put in. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're doing something, um, you know, quite a bit different than what you did in the military, but do you feel that your time in service helped prepare you for a civilian career? Oh, no question. There's, there's absolutely zero question um, that, that, it, that it was a huge part of it. It was a huge part of my transition. It is a huge part of my success today. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things that you don't you don't have to have you don't have to be a veteran to have these qualities but what i'll tell you is that the what the military and being a veteran really teaches you there's a couple of things in my opinion one is um is leadership you can't get around you, you can't get around 
uh, the importance of that. Sometimes it's difficult to know what leadership looks like, but when you know it, when you see it, you know what it is. Um, the second part is a, a willingness to um, <clears throat> to roll your sleeves up and do the work. You know, it's it's not just about managing and having a vision um, and 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 saying what we're going to do, but it's actually getting out there and rolling up your sleeves and doing it. And then the third mm-hmm. thing, I think, being a veteran, the third thing is, and you know, this is one of the things that I would I would encourage folks. Um, you know, anybody transitioning. To, if, to, to help convey is being a veteran to me means you got grit and it's the grit is you're just not interested in obstacles. You'll find a way around them. You'll find a way through them. Well, you'll find how to solve them. And I think that <clears throat> that is something that veterans bring um, to, to an organization that I think is, is, is valuable beyond um, really a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Kind of those soft skills that I know um, a lot of employers value and are looking for. And it's the reason why, you know, they want to hire veterans. Yeah, no question. The, the soft skills are a huge part of it. Um, and, you know, just an ability to, an ability to think through a problem and then help a team understand a problem and collaborate and do it in a way that, that uh, inspires people is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really, really great. So, um, you know, my, my next question is, what was it that kind of stood out to you about Faith Technologies that made you the most excited about working for them and even now that makes you excited about your future with the company? Sure. I think that the first thing I was looking for a company that sort of had, um, you know, some, some core values that I could identify with. Um, and, and faith has got that. The, the other part was um, I wanted to work for somebody, uh, either work for somebody or wanted to have a boss who was going to be enthusiastic, who was going to have a lot of energy, who I felt like that the minute I joined the team um, was going to give me an opportunity to get in there and and uh, and help make things better uh and not necessarily uh you know be, be be sort of focused on status quo type stuff and um i think the the series of interviews i had with faith um, i learned more about the company really learned that you know it, it came from it came from a, a a small a small electric company called town and country electric where you know they started with a few employees um in uh, in central Wisconsin, and it, it's grown to now 2,500 employees over a 40-year period, and they've gone through ups and downs uh, throughout the throughout their history. But at the end of the day, they've always been focused on caring for their employees, and they've always seen them as being the the number one thing that makes them successful. That that was a key part of it for me. The core values was a key part of it for me, and in interviewing with people and knowing I was going to be working for a boss that was really passionate about what he did was was that was really for me was the lock mm-hmm. yeah that's great and i think you know that is something that we've talked about you know what are some of the factors that go into accepting a position and you know things like that and we talked about pay and some people it's location for some people it's just the overall opportunity but i do think that the core values is something that you know making sure that they align with your own values is really a huge deal and i i don't think that maybe a lot of people put so much of an emphasis on that but i think that's key for making sure that you're going to be happy in the future 
Yeah, no question. I, I agree completely. I mean, I joined the Marines at 18 years old and <clears throat> the idea of honor, courage and commitment really, yeah, at 18, it sounded good. It sounded like it was, I, it sounded I, I, idealistic and it sounded like something that I could, uh, I could be, but it wasn't until later in life that I really understood what that, what those core values and they just become, they became a part of my identity. Um, mm-hmm. What I didn't really understand until I transitioned is how much of my identity it, it it became part of who I was, but I didn't really realize it until I started looking for for somewhere else I was going to work, and it became it became an imperative to find somebody who thought the way I did or who cared about the same kinds of things I cared about. Mm-hmm. And I bet that makes your transition just you know easier, and it makes you so much more grateful because you think I'm so glad that I found a company where all of these values align. And you even mentioned that your boss is passionate because that's a big piece of it too, who you're going to be working for. And so, you know, I'm just glad that you found all of those things and it sounds like it really worked out perfectly. Oh, it has. It's, it's been, it's been a phenomenal, you know, it's been a phenomenal transition. You know, what, what, one of the, um, you know, one of the things, and we talk about location a little bit, but, um, you know, I'll share a little bit about my story with location. The The job I'm in now is actually based in Atlanta. And, you know, my wife and I made a list um, as we were getting ready to transition. Uh, she's a San Diego native. Um, I'm from Buffalo, New York. We, we had wanted to be in the Southeast. We felt like that was just the best place for us. We've got some family here and it was going to work. Uh, but we made a list and, and we rather than making a list of places we're going to be, we, we sort of, we came up from the approach of we're going to make a list of all the places we won't go. And it's funny because Atlanta was on the list of places we just won't go. Um, and we really, the reason why we said that it was because it was a, we felt like it was a big city. We'd heard horror stories about traffic and, you know, well, you know, we just, we just wrote it off without really thinking about it. It wasn't until I really had, we really had to really sit down and think about, um, about this job and about the offer I received and we were excited. My wife was excited for me and we decided to make a quote unquote sacrifice and, and just try Atlanta out. And what we found is that, you know what, it's, it, I spend, I'm spending, you know, a, a, you know, a third of my life at my job, if not a little bit more than that. And being happy at work is a really big part of it. And uh, if you can be, if you can be happy at work, you can be satisfied with what you're doing. Um, it just, it gives you more energy to, to get out when you're not at work, to spend time with your family doing things. And we found that Atlanta is way different than we thought it was going to be. And it's, and it's, it, it's very quickly becoming our home. So it's, it's, that's positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really just keeping an open mind, because like you said, I think a lot of veterans are quick, not even veterans, but job seekers in general are maybe quick to write off certain locations and, um, you know, different things they don't like about a job or something, but, I mean, I think you have to look at the big picture of things and take it into consideration. But, um, you know, it sounds like for you, the opportunity definitely was more important than the location. So I'm glad that that worked out for your family. For sure. You've given a lot of great advice. I think this is super insightful. I think our veterans will find it very helpful. Anyone who listens to this podcast, I think your story is um, really an inspiration, both just, you know, the all the advice that you've given from keeping an open mind and, you know, not rushing into a position just because you need to have a job. And now just with how well it's turned out for you, 
at Faith Technologies, I think is something that will really resonate with a lot of candidates and inspire them to, you know, try to follow the same path that you did in your transition. So you've given a lot of great advice, but is there anything else, any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with our podcast listeners? Sure. Um, I guess the, the, the first thing I would do is tell you, uh, or first thing I would do is tell them, repeat the, the first piece of advice I think I gave, which was to save money. Um, money money isn't the most important thing in life, but what it does buy you, it will buy you time, uh, which will be important during your transition. The, the second part is <clears throat> you need to figure out you've spent, whether you've spent four years or 24 years, you've spent it doing what the military has told you to do. Uh, whether you whether you think you have aligned everything, whether you think you have controlled, um, whether you think you've, you've done a, a good job of controlling your own career, it will not prepare you for the fact that at the end of the day, you ultimately own the decision of what you will do next in life and don't underestimate the challenge that will be that will be for 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 whoever undertakes it right forever whoever it is don't underestimate that suddenly having free will will be easy <clears throat> it's actually incredibly difficult um i'd encourage folks to read find a couple of books about about the military transition find find a book uh, you know about uh how to prepare yourself or or that might help you to figure out what your interests are and start to align those interests with jobs. The, the field I'm in now, process improvement and uh, and productivity, is not something, it, when I started my job search uh, two years ago, I didn't even start with it. I started with, to be honest with you, I started my job search with IT. Uh, even though I knew I didn't want to do it, I, that's what I started with because I thought that was the only thing I could do. It wasn't until I started reading and preparing my mind and thinking about other inter, other interests I had that I finally did I finally get there? And it, it comes with time. It comes with time and it comes with spending time thinking about it and investing energy into, into, into trying to, to discover who you really are at the end of the day. So <clears throat> again, don't under, don't underestimate um, the challenge that free will will pose when it comes to choosing your next career. And then finally, <clears throat> you know, the final bit, bit of advice is, um, you know, the military is a fast paced environment. Um, we have a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of structure. There's a lot of goals. There's a lot of, there's a lot of wickets you got to hit. Um, start working on developing your team in the military to take more on. Um, <clears throat> try to shed some of those responsibilities. And it's incredibly difficult because everything in our identity, everything about who we are as a veteran and a leader says we have to do it. We have to do more. We have to continue to take it on. We, we lead by example. We set the example. And, and, and the bottom line is at the end of the day, this is a very difficult thing to, 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 to deal with. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> when you walk out the door, um, nobody is going to remember who you were. All right. They may have memories about you. They may think about you. They may remember a funny joke you told, but they're not going to remember about the order you wrote. They're not going to remember about the plan you designed because they're going to be busy executing. They're going to be busy doing their jobs and they're going to move on and they'll find somebody to replace you. So don't think that don't think that you are too important to take care of yourself. Take the time and invest the energy in taking care of yourself. It's going to set you and your family up for success in the future. 
I think that's really great advice, Martin. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. So, like I said, I think this has been super helpful. I'm really excited for you. It sounds like your career is going very well. And, um, you know, I'm excited to share your story with our military job seekers through the podcast. And hopefully we can check back in with you over, you know, the course of the next few months and just see where your career is taking you. Yeah, I, I would be happy to do that. And in, in fact, I'll say, you know, say it now and for anyone who ends up listening to this, um, I want them to know they can feel free to reach out to me, um, you know, via LinkedIn and uh, look me up. And if you have questions, I'm happy to help. There's there's a number of veterans along the way who paid it forward to me, who helped me out, who just gave me advice or who set aside 15 minutes to talk to me about my transition plan or look at my resume. And I'd be uh, I'd be honored to be able to do the same thing for somebody else. That's awesome. And yeah, Martin, we'll include your um, school name and of course, Faith Technologies when we post this podcast. So if anyone is interested in reaching out on LinkedIn, that's very nice of you to offer. Sure, of course. Well, sounds good, Martin. Thank you very much for participating today. Thanks a lot, Megan. I really appreciate the opportunity to be a part of it. Um, like I said, Orion's Orion was a, was a big deal for me and it really helped in the Thanks. Thanks to you again for the opportunity and uh, say hi to Mike when you see him. I will. Best of luck to you, Martin. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.